Do you want to feel strong, confident, and ready to enjoy life? I'm Jen Shaver, a triple certified fitness expert and mother living her best midlife. I want to help you achieve a healthy, active lifestyle without ever having to go to the gym. We grow together every Monday, so be sure to subscribe and tune in to your weekly fit news. This episode of Fit News is sponsored by... Make wellness a priority in your life. Women's bodies face changes and fluctuations in hormones as they go through the cycle of menopause. Strong for Life offers an exercise program to help you invest in your future and health without crazy routines. We deliver the results you deserve from your time and effort. Go to strongforlifefitness.com to learn more. Now back to our show. Hello and welcome to the Fit News Podcast. I am your host, Jen Shaver, and joining me today is Tony Chirac. He is a public speaker, tiny habits coach, health behavior specialist, and a personal trainer. He helps busy professionals create tiny transformational habits so that they can avoid burnout and experience immediate success in their health journey. Tony has experience through lifestyle medicine that medications can be reduced and or eliminated. Weight can be dropped off while uncovering an unstoppable growth mindset. Tony is a proud father of two, one being on the autism spectrum and a husband of 25 years. Tony, welcome to the Fit News Podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Another little fun fact for you, Tony, before we get started, you are only the second male on the Fit News Podcast. <laughs> oh, are you serious? Yeah. This is a club. I got to meet know. this other Exactly. Yes, we. I had an um, uh, episode on um, mindful breathing back in February, March time. So yes, welcome. <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate you having me on. Looking yeah, I'm excited to chat with you because um, I know the importance of, you know, these small steps, right? Not taking these giant leaps uh, when we're talking about our health journey. So uh, as we start here, tell me a little bit more on how you got into this whole, uh, you know, tiny habits and what tiny habits are and how they've helped you. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, it, it was the pandemic is when I really got going. <laughs> Things slowed down. Right. Things slowed down. But uh, no, it was, you know, looking back on my health journey, you know, growing up in an Italian household, it was nothing but uh, overeating. It was fantastic food. Don't yeah. get me wrong. <laughs> You know, we had five at the dinner table. My mom cooked for 25 and, you know, it was basically just clean up everything and desserts galore. And so you had all that stuff kind of going on, which was a lot of fun growing up. But, you know, when you're young, you just burn it off. You just go outside, play baseball, football, basketball, run around. You're good. Then yeah. college, you know, yeah. then things happen. So, but uh, no, it was actually, uh, you know, feeling pretty good about stuff. I never really was a workout guy. Yeah. I just burned off calories just by playing sports, right. but it wasn't until probably 2003-ish, 4-ish, right around there. My son was born in 2002. Uh, he's actually getting ready to go to class at college today, so he's <laughs> 30. But um, when we found out he was on the autism spectrum, that really kind of brought everything to a grinding halt. I mean, mm -hmm. our life was totally flipped upside down, because keep in mind, early 2000s, no one knew a whole lot about autism. Right. So- we were in a bubble for seven, eight years. And, and so one of the first things to go is your health. You, know, mm -hmm. you just consume whatever, because you're trying to, uh, 
you got feelings going on. You got anger, you know, why is this going on? Things like that. So right. it wasn't about 2010, 2011. Uh, I just actually made a decision January 1st. I know resolutions don't work. I know that 90 <laughs> percent of them know where it wasn't really a, re- re- a resolution. It was more or less, let me just go to the park. We have a park right here. I'm just going to go walk. Yeah. So, you know, just walked in, in that entire year. I, I think I ended up losing about maybe seven to 16 pounds. Just was watching my eating. Wow. Uh, but it wasn't until my wife got into personal training and then she started, you know, putting little weights in my hand. So it's like, okay, this is, this is going to be better. So I would say with, from a tiny habit perspective, I didn't know about them, but I realized that these little steps we were doing, dealing with my, my health, but also to trying to get my son from nonverbal to verbal and trying to get him to play because we had these things that we had to do at home from mm-hmm. a, um, a pediatrician, um, a developmental pediatrician. And he was the one who says, you have to play with your son. So we were yeah. actually doing all these things. And it was these little incremental steps that were somewhat exhausting. But, you know, you, at this age, he has to be at this level and you got to start, you got to be playing with him. So a lot of Thomas to train, uh, Jennifer, a lot of Thomas to train. <laughs> and, um, but, but, but looking back, it's like, wow, these, these little tiny behaviors, I didn't know about it at the time. Yeah. Got him to where he is today, you know, verbal, driving a car in college, has a major, has a job. So he's got all these things kind of going on. So that's from a a family standpoint. But for me, yeah, I was losing about close to 35, 40 pounds uh, once I start putting the weights in my hands and things like that. So again, sometimes you ebb and flow, but Mm -hmm. now things are even keeled now that tiny habits are kind of in the mix now, which it kind of keeps you afloat and keeps you going long term. Right. And I think the interesting thing here is it was a very small step, right? It was the, it was number one, it was just the decision to show up and show up and go to the park. Yep. Absolutely. You know, it wasn't, I joined a gym. I had to pay extra money. It was, I'm just going to go get outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes that would have been from my front door to the neighbor's house. Right. And back. Something as simple as that, because it's really keeping the streak going. Right? right. It's keeping the streak alive to say, okay, I did it. I feel good about it. Cause you know, if you, if you miss one day, it's okay. If you miss two or three days, now a new habit's forming. Yeah. So that's where you can really catch yourself and be aware of that to say, okay, was this an excuse? Was it more of a mental excuse where I just like, I just don't feel like doing it. Or am I literally just really tired and I need to, to take a break. But regardless from a micro habit, tiny habit standpoint, regardless of how tired you are, you can probably get your shoes on, walk to the end of the drive to the mailbox and back and say, okay, I kept the streak alive. Right. right? And, and, and I think that's the whole point right there is, you know, just because maybe today I didn't have the full, whatever time I consider to be, you know, the time mm-hmm. to get it all in. Something is always better than nothing. Oh, absolutely. Because yeah. time, time and oh, throw travel in there as well too. And the mm-hmm. people you have. Time is the biggest issue for not getting these things done. Right. Right. So yep. what we want to do is just eliminate that, that concept. We want to eliminate mm-hmm. motivation. We want to eliminate willpower. That's not part of the mix. Right. right. When motivation high. We want to harness that. And we can do really, really hard things like go to the gym and do an hour workout and be intense and, yep. and all that good. But when it's low, what do we do then? So mm-hmm. we want to at least kind of keep something going and celebrate that fact. I think a lot of, a lot of this is about the celebration and it's really about that positive celebration that you do on the micro little things that you do because someone told me who was a lot smarter than me that um the 
a lot of people go to bed at night. What do they think about? They don't think about all the 25, 30 great things they did. They just think about the two or three things they didn't do and they ruminate on that. Mm-hmm. So want to have some positivity throughout the day. Cause again, someone smarter than me mentioned those negative thoughts, whether they're verbal or nonverbal have a shelf life of around 10 to 12 hours. And that's a lot of negative talk that, you think about. It. Yeah. Yeah. Positive and that adds and- up over time. I mean, oh, if, you know, Where? if it's a constant. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. Where's on you. So the positive uh, celebration piece, even though it could be so tiny, just kind of carry over and it really right. does it's shelf life of about three to four hours. And then you can compound on that. You just have a better outlook on things and feel better about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is how we begin to work on habit stacking. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think one of the first things, uh, first things you have to look at is number one is what do you want to do? That's the yeah. first thing I always ask a client. What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. So, because it isn't about what I want you to do or what you think you should be doing or what your influencer told you to do because you saw a post last week. Right, right, right. Because that's only going to get you so far. And then, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You got to be, you got to be in this for you. Your why's got to be strong, and you get this. You have to have a reason for this, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's find out something that you want to do. And sometimes, it, all it is is really just kind of looking at what your goal is, what your aspiration is. Mm-hmm. And we do a, a fun little experiment. It's just called fo- focus mapping, right? Mm-hmm. And basically all we're doing is looking at all the things that you want to do, okay. right? And then based, and then we're going to see how does it tie into your aspiration. And the second thing is, do we have the ability or the capacity to do it? Right. Right. Because if you want to do 20 pull-ups, but you can't do one, let's let's think about this and say, okay, we can maybe do a version of that modification of that, but let's find something that you want to do and you can do because what we what you can do, what you want to do is going to lead to what you're more um, likely to do and carry on with. Right, right. Yeah, because we want this to be lifelong. We don't want this to be, you know, a 30-day challenge, a six-month challenge, you know, a year. We want whatever this is to continue, <laughs> be a part well, of your yeah. permanent lifestyle. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, when you mentioned go big, go home, I mean, I look at it this way is how how about we just find seven, eight, nine, ten little habits that you want to bring into your life. Mm-hmm. Don't do them all at once, of course. Right. But in a matter of two to three months, if we just incorporate these little things and we just do these daily, in some cases weekly, what if that 25 pound weight loss that you want or building muscle, what if that's just a byproduct of it? But right. these things that you're doing, you're doing for the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years or more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Keep it, keep right. it super. Right. right, right. So maybe that's the place to start, right? Is to sit down and come up with smaller habits that you would like to oh. implement. Keeping in mind that these are not things that we're looking to implement in the next 24 hours. All of no, them. But, you know, but, <laughs> but here's, the, here's the fun part about this is that that's something, depending on what you want to do, right. we don't have to wait till Monday. Right. We right. Don't have to wait New Year. We don't have to wait mm-hmm. till that birthday party's over with or the cookouts are done. We don't have to worry about any of that. We can actually, because it's so small, so yeah. tiny, we can actually, what I like to do uh, is incorporate two to three habits mm-hmm. to say, okay, yeah. let's, because they're going to be small. One can be about health. One can be about productivity. One can be about your relationship with your spouse. There's something you want to do. Yeah. Um, typically, and we call these a recipe for a reason because sometimes they just don't work. But that's uh-huh. okay. You know, immediately it's like, okay, this needs to be tweaked. Let's let's tweak this up a little bit, or it's working fine. Let's go with it. 
or it's not working at all. Let's scrap that and say, okay, maybe we need to add a little bit more um, cayenne pepper in there. kitchen. Habits are the same way. We just have to kind of play with it mm-hmm. and don't get discouraged if it's not working at, at the start because yeah. you're new to this, right? Yeah. We want to make sure you know, we want to get that recipe right and the ingredients okay. right. And that is how we begin, would you say, the the whole habit formation habit, I guess, if you want to call it. Absolutely. And I'll, and I'll give an example because sometimes examples work best. Mm-hmm. And, and I may have talked about this before, but I have many clients and, and this seems to be a, a simple one, that they want to incorporate water into the, the first thing. Uh, in the, yes. Right? So, okay, you want to incorporate water first thing a day. I was one, I hated water first time. First of all, I was dehydrated. I was walking around like a fish out of water uh, for a long time. But so you have someone who wants to incorporate water because that's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And they know it's going to benefit them. I wake up, I'm dehydrated. I go right to coffee. I go right to my phone, whatever the case. But okay, so let's do that. So let's find a habit that you already do because you are a very, very busy person. Mm-hmm. You may be a mom, you may be a dad, you may have six kids, you may have a full-time job, you may have another part-time job, you got to cut the grass tonight. Right. You got all these things going on. So let's try to find something that is going to uh, easily, with no stress or friction, just be implemented into your life. Right. So in this case here, use an example of, well, I get my coffee pot set at the end of the night. So it's like, okay, so, so you don't even think about that, right? Nope. Okay, so then after I set my coffee pot up, yeah, that's your anchor. What's the new habit you want to create? I will pour two ounces of water into a glass and set it next to my coffee pot and then celebrate that. Give yourself a high five or something. It's the most ridiculous thing, but I'm telling you, Jennifer, that, that stuff works. So um, so you're like, yeah, I got it done. Well, the next day you come down, you're going to forget all about the water, but you're going for your coffee because that's your habit. So right. then at that particular point, it's like, well, there's the water. So this kind of goes back to the motivation piece we talked about. If you're motivated, Drink six ounces, drink 10 ounces, drink 15 ounces. But if you're not motivated, and that's where I, I like to play with, because that's where mo- it's going to happen, right? It's, right. Hard to, it's hard to predict future motivation. It's like right. predicting the weather six months from now. You it just can't do it, right? Right. Um, so even if you're not motivated, guess what? Now the ability piece, the capacity for you to drink two water, two ounces of water is super duper simple. We keep the street going mm-hmm. and then celebrate that. But that habit right there is something that, okay, two ounces leads to four, leads to six, leads to eight, leads to 12. And maybe it caps off at 12. Maybe you keep going, but probably caps off somewhere. Right. Um, but then that habit is a multiplication habit. So then it leads into, oh, all of a sudden, naturally, you start drinking more water during the day or you catch yourself eating more fruit at lunch or, you know, again, it's just one of these things that tend to, tends to naturally ha- happen. And um, it's it's interesting to see some some clients who have reduced their blood pressure you know, reduce their medications a little bit, mm-hmm. feel more calm, feel more stressed. So if I could do this, well, I can, I could do some of these other habits, right? Right, right. And that's and, the point of teaching it. Yeah, and but I think the whole point here is that we started with two ounces of water, which yeah. might sound so ridiculous, right? Mm-hmm. Two ounces. What's that going to do? But the point is that we're starting small in order to make it fit seamlessly and be a long-term habit. That in our society right now is not really something that's popular, right? Because we want it now. Yeah, we got, we were overstimulated a lot. Right. And, you know, the thing is, you see a lot of, a lot of stuff out there, especially on social media. Mm-hmm. And uh, boy, I tell you what, if you're having a rough day and you're feeling a little bad about yourself, you got that, you know, 
negative bias, so to speak. You just, you know, oh, God, I should be doing better. I should be doing more. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, what do you do? You try to get away from work and you look online. It's like, oh, boy, these people are, you know, on the beach, got their toes in the sand and a move <laughs> on it. And I'm stuck in, you know, between four walls or for students, they got, you know, a chemistry test or whatever the case yeah. is. And it makes you feel bad, right? Right. You see them doing all these things and it's like, wow, they're so fit and they look so good. And they got all these, you know. 19 things they do it for a morning habit. And it's just like, <laughs> how do I even, you know, where do I even start with this? So really what it boils down to is just, you know, just start with something because if you start with something, it's better than nothing. Yep. Looking for a fitness program that fits into your busy schedule? Look no further than Strong for Life Light. Our brand new program offers whole workouts every month that you can do from the comfort of your own home. No need to worry about missing classes or juggling gym time with family time. Join Strong for Life Light today and get on track to a healthier you. Now back to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. Again, I don't have time to get to the gym. Okay, well, are you going to make your coffee this morning? Do some squats while your coffee is brewing, right? Because you're standing there looking at it while it's brewing. So get some squats in and call it a day, right? And yep, we're not yep. advocating that that's how it is every day, but no. on no, on days exactly. when life is life. <laughs> or you're on the road. Right. You know, sometimes it's a push-up habit's another one if we're talking about physical activity. It's like, uh-huh. it's amazing when you do two push-ups or uh, I had someone who was doing uh, two pull-ups after he did whatever his anchor habit was. It's like you do two pull-ups. Mm-hmm. Now we try to make, put that in a physical location because it's one of the things that you want to do with tiny habits is like, okay, if I'm going to do this thing here, Mm-hmm. It helps tremendously if the next thing you're going to do can be in that same physical location. Okay. Doesn't have to be, but that's where it really kind of helps. Where, um, but but again, so where are you going to do pull-ups at? Well, this person he ended up actually having his home office in his basement. Okay. So he had a coffee pot. Well, you always use coffee because everyone loves coffee, Jen. Everyone right. loves. Coffee. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so so yeah, every time he had the coffee pot, he just hopped on the pull-up bar and did two pull-ups. And next thing you know, some some days it was six, ten, and uh he ended up getting about you know 30 to 35 pull-ups in, not every day, but it just he did two when he when time was either A didn't have it or he just wasn't really feeling it. It's like let me right. just kind of it's amazing the strength that he built because he was doing well, that over the so right. Just so a, let's say yeah. just in one week, if you did two a day, right? Mm-hmm. Two times seven is 14. That's in one yep. week. Now you've done 14. How many did you do the week for? Zero. Yep. But this yep. week you did 14. Yep. I mean, and then that adds up and it continues to add up. And I think that's the point that a lot of people miss that you might think that this is so tiny. What good is this going to do? Right. But, you, you know, you look, you look at this as well, too, is like the things that you're not doing. It doesn't look like much. Right. But and, and I think it was from the compound effect. I think it was that book. Darren Hardy's book was really super good. Um, but I love the analogy of that plane taking off from Los Angeles to Boston. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that plane, the nose of that plane can be just a little bit off. We're so, so tiny that you don't even notice. You don't even notice till maybe over halfway through. And then next thing you know, it's like, OK, this is really going unnoticed. Wasn't noticing the change that we weren't doing. We're doing the wrong thing. And next thing you know, you're, you know, 500 miles away from the Boston airport. I mean, you know what I mean? So, but you don't yeah. really notice it mm-hmm. until afterwards. It's the same thing with, uh, with, with good habits as well, too. You don't really notice the changes so much. And then all of a sudden one day it's like, wow, this is really, really working out pretty good. I mean, right. take the same with finances. I mean, if you are breaking even every single month 
and you overspend, it may not seem like a lot if you have X amount of dollars in the bank, but all of a sudden that starts whittling down. And next thing you know, it's like, whoa, we, we got a problem. It just hits you all at once. Right. Or you're saving money. It's like, wow, look at this. Now we can do all these great things with it. Yep. So, oh, yeah, it's it's the little things that really go unnoticed, but but you're doing the daily grind. And, and a client of mine right now, I think he put it perfectly, and I love his quote. He goes, I don't really have a goal because all the times in the past I had a goal. I had a triathlon. I had a marathon or half marathon. I had these things. Mm-hmm. He goes, now I don't really have that at 56 years of age. He goes, I just want to be healthy, Right. Because every time I crossed the finish line, I just went back to bad habits because I was so focused on this goal. He goes, I don't really have that. I just want to be healthy. I want to be productive. I want to be able to pick up my grandkids. I want to be able to travel. So he goes, the daily habits are the goal. Yep. If I do that, I'm in great shape. And I said, that's a perfect way to put it. I used to always, when I would belong to the gym, I don't belong to a gym anymore. I don't, my workouts are at home, but, yeah. and I was a marathoner and a triathlete and all that. And people would mm-hmm. always say, Oh, what, what are you training for? What are you thinking that I was going to answer whatever race I was training for? But my response was always, I'm training for life. Yeah. I'm exactly. just here training that. for life. That. that, you know, the race is separate. I obviously I'm doing training for that, but my main purpose mm-hmm. is I'm training for life. Yeah. 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 And, and you know, we're not, no one is going to escape death, right? right? We're all going to, yep, we're all going <laughs> at some point. <laughs> but if we can add more life to your years, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, and more years to your life aspect of things, mm-hmm. I, I think it's so huge because, you know, it's, we're kind of in that murky middle where, you yeah. know, you have kids and you have older parents and you see them aging and, and relatives and, and that's challenging. That's a lot yeah. of stress um, uh, on people. But when you see people get old, but there's some preventative things they could have done and they probably didn't know it. So there's no judging there, but um, no, like no. my dad was going through a lot of stuff. I mean, he smoked Pall Mall cigarettes since he was nine. He ended up dying at 85. He just passed away. Nine years old, smoking cigarettes in the woods, never gave it up. Um, but uh, th- so he was a freak, freak yeah. of nature. <laughs> but but you see a lot of other people who are just, you know, you see them, it's like, boy, they're struggling at a certain age. And again, you don't know everyone's story. Right. It could be maybe they were in a car accident. Maybe they suffered something. Right. So right. you, you want to just look at the, 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 the book cover and just assume. Right. But you've talked to people. I talk to a lot of people and, and, and speak on this. And it is a situation where it's like, boy, there's so many things that uh, could have been prevented. And I know when I was with my dad, I mean, when he was going into, um, going into, um, uh, a nursing home down the street and 17 medications all because of, he just worked and worked. He's a great dad. He just did everything for his family, but he never really took care of himself. Had a lot of fun, but he never took care of himself. And so you see this where it went just from one day active. And then, you know, shortly afterwards, it's, he can't really do anything for himself. Just want to, want to prevent that. You know, we want right. to help prevent that. And, and like you said, you're, you're, you're preparing for the next day and five, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Anymore, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, we also know that now, especially um, there are a lot of people that are suffering from corporate burnout. That is a big issue. Yeah, sure is. It's an epidemic actually. It really yeah. is. It's There's so many, so many aspects to that because, you know, what, what can you do? First of all, we, we, we look at when we talk about corporate burnout, what, what can we do from a tiny habit perspective, right? Because you may not seem like you have a whole lot of time to do much of anything. So mm-hmm. we're really looking at some of those aspects of okay. First of all, what what's your what's your belief right now on a certain thing? And I'll give you an example here. 
because you you mentioned something earlier, but I'll, I'll just use again physical activity as an example. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I don't have time to to be physical physically mm-hmm. active. I don't have time to work out. So, well, what, what's your belief? What's your belief right now as far as working out based on your schedule, and how is that impacting your productivity and performance? Mm-hmm. So, so well, I, I don't have an hour. I don't have time to go to the gym. I, I just I don't really don't know what to do. It's like okay, so let's look at that. That's a limiting belief. Why? Why do you think that? Is that true? Do you need an hour? Right? So, or is it something else that we can be doing? Could we incorporate some other things throughout the day? So that right there changes why I don't have time to, yeah, I I do have time. I do have time to do these little things, right? Whether it be taking the steps or parking farther away, or maybe getting up out of your chair and walking around just for a bit or a stand-up desk or, I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I'm just scratching the surface of a hundred things we could talk about there. Right. Um, Once we do that, then we create that new belief. And it's like, yeah, okay, I do have time for this. Now, all of a sudden, there's a mindset paradigm shift there to say, okay, now if I have time for this, huh, I could maybe try a, a few extra things here, maybe with food or maybe with something else. So we, we can look at that. And then, again, that's not going to calm uh, and prevent all your stress and burnout because everyone's super individualistic here when it comes to, to their work. Yeah. Some are burned out. They love their work. Some are burned out and they hate their job. So that's another <laughs> that's another thing we need to talk about at that particular point. Right. Uh, but uh, but yeah, so uh, you know, you look at some of the things from from a lifestyle medicine perspective. It's like what what are four areas that we can help across the board when it comes to stress? Right, Long-term, sleep, food, movement, and connections with people. And I think a lot of people tend to forget they don't think about health. Is yeah, if you connect with people, if you have not talked to some people, or there's something that has been unsaid, or we uh, you just feel like I don't I don't have the connection I used to have, maybe. Uh, you know, prior to COVID, these are all things that it's amazing where if you don't want to start with food or you don't want to start with fitness right away, how about we start with just human connection? Because that right there from a burnout stress standpoint, yes. it could be with a coworker, could be with a coworker as well too. You know, it's a big, it's a big deal. I mean, that seemed like it, but it really is. Right. Right. Because all of those things add up, but that human connection, as we know, you know, the last two years was cut down. Yeah, it sure, sure was. And especially when you look at even the young folks too, yeah. students, mm-hmm. college students, I work at a college, I work at a university as well. So, um, you know, you still see the remnants of that. Yeah. We're still, still being affected by that. Right. So faculty as well too, but primarily students. Right. Whatever. So. Um, Tony, where could our listeners find more about you? The website, Facebook, Instagram, you can always uh, check that out too, and LinkedIn as well. Yeah, TonyShirock.com. Keep it super simple, TonyShirock.com. And you can look uh, look me up on uh, Facebook, the same one, and Instagram at Habits to Health. Habits to Health. No, no two is habit, spell it out, T-O, uh, to health. So that's where I am. And uh, we try to put content out there as much as possible, realizing that the phone can consume a lot of your time as well too. So Sometimes I will take some days off. It's a good thing. For <laughs> yes, it is. For sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. Well, Tony, we appreciate your time today. And thank you so much for joining us here. My pleasure. My pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks for listening to Fit News. And we will catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Fit News Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Shaver. And I'm on a continuing mission to help you stay strong, healthy, 
and happy. A special thank you to our producer, Noah Martin, and Retrospection Multimedia. Tune in to the Fit News Podcast every Monday to get your tips for living your best midlife. These episodes are live-streamed weekly in our Facebook group. Be sure to comment, like, and subscribe to Fit News Podcast for your weekly health advice. To join the Facebook group, visit strongforlifefitness.com.